Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 22, the season finale, titled YHWH. Oh my god. Oh my freaking god, this finale. It's incredible. It's so magnificent, such perfection, it's so utterly amazing, it really tease up the final season just so perfectly and there's just so so much happening here there really really is there's a lot to discuss so I'm not gonna get too far up my own butt with preamble so like the last episode we got three storylines going on simultaneously Uh, I'll start with the Dominic and Elias stuff, how that all resolves. So this picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, Reese, Fusco, and Elias are all captured. They're all at the mercy of Dominic, who's like waving a gun around, going, I, I want the arrangement you had with Elias. I want the arrangement that you had with this, these guys, like, and I want that protection, and I want that network, I want access to the surveillance system, not knowing that's the machine, god, I love this villain, and in the midst of that chaos, in the midst of Dominic waving his little gun around, Harper goes off and frees Fusco, she, uh, gets the cuffs off Fosco. Gets him out of there. So Fuss goes in the wind. Dominic, when sending someone to just flat out murder Fusco, he literally gives the order to kill Fusco. And then it turns out Fusco's gone and she can't. When Dominic figures this out, that Fusco is gone, immediately he's like, okay, yeah, Harper definitely betrayed me. Do you really think I'd actually, like, trust you 100%? Uh, so Harper has been discovered, and now she's joined the lineup of all our captured buddies. And Dominic then finds one of the phones from the Mesh Network. Remember, this season started with Reese essentially stealing the Mesh Network From Dominic. And so Dominic looks at this and like, oh, one of the phones from my mesh network that you stole from me. Uh, Let's see, I'm going to call Harold. I'm going to call this Harold dude on your phone. And we'll talk about this extensively later, what Finch and Root are doing with trying to save the machine. But like right in the middle of this, 
Finch gets this call from Dominic, slips up and calls Reese, Reese instead of Riley. And so Dominic's like, oh, Reese, I suspected Riley's not his real name. And Dominic's like, okay, look, you're going to meet me at this place right now or I'm going to kill him. And we get this, like, great moment where Finch, like, almost abandons the machine. Almost is like, yeah, the machine can wait. I have to save Reese. I have to save Reese. And then Root's like, hey, look, this is more important. We need to deal with this. The machine will help Reese. The machine will not let Reese die. And the machine not letting Reese die, the machine's gambit to save Reese. I love this so much. The machine sends a fax that uh, one of Dominic's lieutenants just reads out like, what the hell is this? And it's like all these little pieces of information that he needs, that Reese needs to get himself free and to beat everybody up. And then the action starts and he's able to beat up Dominic's guys, and he's able to free himself, the machine puts him in god mode! It's been a while since we've seen Reese in god mode, not since season two has he entered that. And so now Reese has gone full root, and is going in all god mode, and is just being a badass in tandem with the machine, is able to break free from Dominic, At the exact moment that the police raid this bank, led by Fusco, both Dominic and Elias get taken into custody. And it's great. And it's amazing. And they get shoved into the back of this car. Fusco tags along to make sure they both get into prison. And Reese goes off to help with the machine. More on this later. So, Dominic and Elias are getting into this whole discussion of like, uh, you're not gonna, you haven't beaten me yet. Uh, I have, I have people protecting me. I have, like, evidence that I can corrupt. Like, I... I can totally, like, I can beat this, and I can get out, and even if I don't, I can, like, live comfortably while your life is a living hell. And then Elias is like, yeah, well, I'm not going to Rikers, so screw you. And then this truck comes out of nowhere and just bashes in to... The freaking car with Dominic and Elias and Fusco. And then Elias just climbs out of there and Dominic eventually climbs out after him. Now I'll table this for a moment. Because we have to also talk about control. These are the two plot lines that kind of intersect this episode. Control is still investigating this correction. Still investigating the correction that is happening momentarily like in like a day and there's these series of numbers that are on the agenda page that she took and she's investigating these numbers investigating these numbers 
And in the process, she figures out that a fake memo was sent out to her team. Allegedly coming from her. Allegedly coming from her office. That's like says a specific address. Uh, this is like quarantined because of some whatever that's happening. Like this is an important location. Don't go there. And so Control gets Grice. Remember Grice, uh, Shaw's student, the the agent that Shaw taught. Finally remembered his name. Yay. We have Grice coming in and Control's teaming up with him to investigate what's happening uh, in this address that the memo said was, like, quarantined and off-limits. They find, like, torn blueprints that were used to be there and now not there anymore. There's just remnants. And the remnants of propane tanks used to make bombs. So now she's like, damn it. Like, Samaritan wants to start a bombing. And she goes to the senator and is like, hey, we need to shut down Samaritan. We need to go back to the old machine Samaritan lied to us. Samaritan's been using us. Samaritan has been completely 100% like not good with us. Like Samaritan has just completely used us. And the senator's like, you are crazy. You are insane. We're not doing that. Let this go. Control does not let it go. Uh, She had cloned uh, the senator's phone, used it to text Greer, set a meeting with him, where Control then took Greer captive and was like, okay, where? what are you attacking? Where is your attack taking place? What's happening? And eventually, she sort of figures out that the numbers tie to a Supreme Court docket. A Supreme Court docket number. And so they're like, ah, no, they're, they're targeting the Supreme Court. Has Grice go in and looks for a bomb. But no bomb is found. And it turns out that all of this was one massive red herring intentionally placed by Greer. Intentionally like, leaving breadcrumbs for Control to follow. So that she can uh, show herself as a quote-unquote traitor and root out other traitors, incidentally, for the real correction, Samaritan's real plan, which is essentially, and I alluded to this in the last episode, that Samaritans identified a few hundred especially dangerous individuals, especially radical, quote-unquote, deviants, uh, and a few a few people who would not fall in line. So criminals like Dominic and Elias uh, and people inside the government, like Control and Grice, who would 
dare, dare to challenge this new world order that Samaritans created. And as Control sort of figuring this out, and as, like, Greer uh, is, like, waxing poetic at her, giving her great villain monologues, Jesus Christ, John Nolan's so good in this role, uh, and as Samaritans sort of gloating, almost, like, the correction starts. Uh, this standoff between Elias, Dominic, and Fusco is interrupted when Dominic gets murdered, gets shot in the head by a sniper, and Elias gets shot as well. We don't know what's going to happen to him. We don't know if he's going to be dead or alive next season. It's very, very, I think, wisely unclear. Uh, Grice gets shot in the head, so Grice is dead as well, and Control gets arrested and is going to be thrown in a deep, deep, deep dark hole, uh, the same one that she literally just threatened Greer with. So, Control's off the board, Dominic's off the board, Grice is off the board, quite possibly Elias is off the board, question mark. Like, It's a calling of, like, just people who do not fall in line in Samaritan's point of view. And it's actually kind of terrifying. It's actually kind of a terrifying moment when you realize, oh, Samaritan's literally deciding who lives and dies uh, for its own purposes. Like, not just criminals, but, like, people in the government who dare to say, Maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe this isn't a good way to go. Like, even those people are not safe from Samaritan just saying, Nope, you're dead. And the only thread left is the machine. Which brings us to the third little pillar of this episode. So, in the last episode, the machine gave up its location to Samaritan. We still don't know where it is, but we know that Samaritan knows. Uh, And we have power surges going on across the country. Like, sort of progressively, like, brownouts and all that stuff, sort of progressing through the continental U.S. Like, sort of on this linear path all the way to the East Coast and, like, slowly constricting the machine's power supply to New York. To this one location in New York. Uh, The Samaritans sort of starving the machine of power and slowly killing it. And so, Root and Finch now have to save it. So the machine sends them on all these errands. Uh, we get the case that Root got a while back. Uh, we get... We we go to Caleb. The guy that Finch saved a while back. That number that Root recently started working for in her cover. And we get his compression algorithm. In fact, there's this great moment where we have a reunion of sorts between Finch and Caleb. And it's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. Like, Caleb catches Root stealing his compression algorithm, and it's like, okay, why you stealing? Like, why you being a criminal? And then Finch shows up, and it's like, hey, look, 
I am so proud of you. I am so proud of what you've done. And I wish we could have a proper reunion, but, like, I'll try to explain as best I can why we need your compression algorithm, why your compression algorithm is absolutely vital. And then the dude just, like, cuts him off, and it's like, hey, look, dude, no, I trust you entirely. Like, if you say you need this, you need this. Like, you literally saved my life a couple years ago. Like, I am in your debt. And he just gives it away. He just gives him the compression algorithm. And so goes on the hunt for all these random bits and bobs. We get a crap ton of ice for some reason from a convenience store. In fact, I especially love this one moment. Because Root is like constantly in god mode the entire time. Which essentially means... You know, Samaritan's going to inevitably find them. Like, it's a a red flag for Samaritan for Root to have such a sustained level of god mode. So, Samaritan agents attack while they're getting the ice. The... (laughs) They pull out guns to defend themselves from Samaritan. Cartoonishly massive guns. And the guy in the convenience store, the convenience store clerk, just runs out and is like, Hey, you're a few bucks short of the ice! And then Root just points this cartoonishly large gun at him. And the dude's like, We're cool! (laughs) Thank you for understanding. (laughs) It's so good. It's such a great moment. And then eventually they go to this one electrical substation. Uh, Finch signs for delivery of like 15 laptops. Or some insane number like that. And all the while, like, we have Reese doing the whole Dominic thing. That finished up. Uh, He's making his way over to help. Uh, He makes a pit stop to talk to Iris. And it's like, hey, listen. I'm about to do something. If it goes sideways, I'm going to be screwed. I am going to be in a bad spot, and I might not come back. Uh, Get out of town. You're in danger if this goes sideways. If by some miracle I live through this, I promise I will tell you everything. I promise I will tell you everything that is happening to me. The entire truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I Swear I will tell you all of this. And then just leaves. And then we get this incredible final stand at this electrical substation. I especially love this moment, by the way. Like, Samaritan's forces are coming. Reese and Root are shooting wildly at them. Finch is trying to get in on this keypad. And it's like, I don't have the code. And then the machine gives the code to both Reese and Root... Who are, like, reciting it in unison because they're both in god mode. Like, it's... It's so great. It's such a... Wonderful... (laughs) Wonderful moment. I love that so much. But they go into this electrical substation. Samaritan's agents are surrounding them. This is sort of their last stand. And they figure out what the hell all of this is. They figure out what the hell all this is. Uh, They have this case with all these uh, computer parts in it, sort of constructing this makeshift deal. They have all these laptops, they have all this ice, they have the compression algorithm. And turns out, 
The machine's not in a specific location. The machine is everywhere. The machine, when it moved itself a couple years back, it went into the electrical grid. So there's, like, apparently, the way they explain it, there's all this unused space in wiring, in all in electrical grids, in the electrical system. And the machine's just using that unused space. It distributed these boxes under the Thornhill name pretty much all across the country uh, that basically allow the machine to access it. So it's literally like pieces of the machine spread out everywhere on like all these telephone poles. Like it's so awesome. It's so great. It's like such a clever idea that's like literally this AI it doesn't exist in a physical place. It doesn't exist in this, like, one rooted data farm. It's, like, in the in the electrical system, and it just spread itself out so wide and so far. That's why Samaritan couldn't find it, because the machine wasn't in a particular place. It was everywhere. Like, it's, it's cool. It's really, really cool. It's a great idea. But basically, the way to save the machine is to... Take its core heuristics, the absolute essential pieces of code, and, like, take it from the electrical system, pull that from the electrical system, use Caleb's algorithm to compress it down as small as humanly possible, using those laptops, uh, the ICEs, to make sure it doesn't overheat, because, oh boy, is that going to be an issue. Very, very relatable. Uh, and then put it all down into this basic, like, computer setup, this makeshift computer setup that they're putting in this briefcase. This indestructible, almost, briefcase. And they enact this plan while Reese and Root are defending against these Samaritan agents. I love this moment when Reese goes out, like, into the street and just is like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna go out there and shoot as many of the assholes outside as I can. Uh, <laughs> like, that is just the most Reese thing to do. That is the most Reese Reese to ever Reese. But they're doing this compression algorithm. It's it's working. It's going. Uh, while the brownouts are sort of constricting more and more and more, like, sort of, the radius of the machine's lifeblood is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, um, there's this amazing, like, beautiful moment where the machine, like, comes on one of these laptops and, in text, like, has a conversation with Finch and is like, I'm sorry, father, I failed. And it's like, if you think you lost, I've lost my way, maybe I should die. Maybe I shouldn't live anymore. And Finch, like, begging, like, no, d no, you're my creation. Like, I don't want you to die. Like, this beautiful, beautiful moment. Like, honestly, so, it's not as if the machine hasn't had personality leading up to this season. But these last few episodes of season four... 
This is really the first time the machine has been developed as a character. These last two episodes in particular, it's developed as a character. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. This whole sequence uh, between the machine and Finch, it's so incredible. It's so magnificent. It's so utter perfection. Uh, But we get this last gasp, and it works! The machine's core heuristics, its core code, are all stored in this briefcase, are all stored in this makeshift computer system in this briefcase, so the machine lives. They have saved the machine. Now, they just have to navigate the Samaritan madness. Now they just have to navigate the... A massive amount of Samaritan goons throughout the city to go back and actually, like, bring the machine back online. To actually go back and bring the machine back into the world. And that's where we end, with literally them, like, walking down the street, casually, like, killing a bunch of Samaritan assholes, like Reese and Root, uh, casually, uh shooting up a bunch of Samaritan people who are coming and, like, reinforcements coming and that's where the season ends. That's our lead-in to the final season. Uh, fun fact! So, person of interest's ratings at this point were not stellar, which is probably why we got the half season. But there was genuine fear that person of interest was about to be cancelled. There was genuine fear Around the time of season four, the person of interest was about to just be abruptly shut down at CBS. And there was fear that this was going to be like the final episode and this was going to be it. This was going to be all like the final word. Like there was genuine fear around that. I'm so glad it wasn't. (laughs) Because we got the final season and we got the closure we so desperately needed and it was incredible. Uh, but yeah, this final season is... Or, not this final season. This fourth season. This penultimate season. Magnificent. Absolutely incredible. Like, just building on that Samaritan conflict so, so well. Uh, just building out that whole thing in such a magnificent way. It's... It's brilliant. It's so utterly brilliant. And I love everything about it. Yet another incredible person of interest season. And, man coming up on the end we're coming up on the end we're gonna start that final season pretty damn soon it's only 13 episodes so it'll go by much quicker than all the other seasons we've discussed we are like just i think two and a half weeks away yeah two and a half weeks away at this point uh from being finished with person of interest Cannot wait to dive into this final season. It's going to be great. Uh, So get your butts ready for that madness that will be that final season. It's going to be real good. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives. You can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just push up a button. On the Anchor app, I'll play those on the show from time to time if you're so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show 
Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 1. Talk to you then.